morning. It's time for a cool conversation. I'm your host, George Plummer. Our guest today, Lieutenant Chris Lyles with the Oklahoma Highway Patrol. Good morning, Lieutenant. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you, sir? Having a great uh, day, and uh, we're kicking off the Memorial Day weekend, kind of kicking off uh, the summer of 2021. And we're going to talk to the lieutenant today about the uh, Click It or Ticket campaign that's underway right now as part of the Memorial Day celebration with law enforcement. Our program brought to you by our friends at Community Bank of Oklahoma, as well as Stanley Systems. So, uh, Lieutenant, we made it to summer finally. Uh, the temperatures don't feel like it just yet, but uh, but that's okay for, for a lot of us. Well, yeah, I can tell the temperatures haven't raised because I've got a silly weed in my yard that won't die until it gets 80 <laughs> degrees sustained. Oh, my. Um, so we're welcoming summer. Uh, we're welcoming the lifting of some of the pandemic restrictions and uh, getting ready for the travel season. Uh, kind of kicks off this weekend with Memorial Day. Yeah, a lot of people are happy to get out. I'm sure a lot of folks probably haven't done any extended traveling uh, for a year or longer. So uh, they're ready to go see some folks. We, we are expecting uh, busy roadways uh, beginning this weekend if they haven't already started. I've already seen more traffic on the highways. And uh, schools uh, schools are letting out this week. And you know, we begin the 100-day uh, period between Memorial Day and Labor Day. And uh, generally, that's the deadliest 100 days in the year on roadways. So we're starting off uh, this two-week campaign that started yesterday on the 24th with the Clicker Tickets two weeks where we focus heavily on occupant protection, and that's the seatbelts and child restraints in our vehicles. This is a long-going campaign, and I don't know how long it's been happening, but it seems like uh, every year at some major holiday we have a, a click-it-or-ticket campaign. So is there a certain strategy that goes into when you have uh, the click-it-or-ticket uh, event? Uh, so I, it has been going on for quite some time, and I wish I was knowledgeable enough to tell you when it, exactly it began. I am not. Um, however, it, it's beginning in travel season. And my my guess is, it's an educated guess, is that they start with the clicker to ticket at the beginning of the busiest travel season to put a focus on the seatbelts and child restraints. Um, it's the number one factor for surviving, surviving a crash. It's a, the studies are showing that there's a 50% increase in, increase in survivability of a crash just by having the seatbelt on, and that. Not only does that make the crash more survivable, but even uh, in the less severe crashes, it reduces your injuries and uh, the seriousness of them if you are injured. Yeah, that's quite an, an amazing statistic uh, that uh, just by passing your seatbelt, uh, you know, you got a 50% better chance of surviving that or maybe suffering a, a less serious injury. And I guess the, the latest numbers that are available uh, more than 200 people uh, died in Oklahoma roadways uh, in 2019. Uh, yeah. Lives that could have been saved if they've been wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, 208 in 2019 is the number that died that were not restrained. And most of those are going to be ejections. And that's what the seatbelt does. It keeps you inside the car. Uh, and even as safe as cars are built today, and they're safer now than they ever have been in the history of automobile manufacturing, all of these safety functions in that car are still built around that seatbelt system. We're talking about the airbags. Uh, so 
I'm, I'm sure a lot of people think, ah, oh, the airbags will save me, but you're right. You know, the airbags are a supplement to the to the seatbelts. Yes, they, they absolutely are. Without that seatbelt, your positioning when that airbag deploys is not going to be correct, and the airbag may actually do more harm than good. Yeah, we've we've heard about some pretty bad injuries from uh, from uh, airbags, and again, that's because people aren't uh, wearing their seatbelts. So, so what are what are the regulations now for seatbelts in Oklahoma? Let's talk about that. Well, all front seat passengers have to be restrained by a safety belt, and uh, any child uh, eight and under needs to be in a child restraint system of some sort, whether that be a booster. Uh, a carrier or bird-facing child seat. And it depends. Uh, there's age, weight, and height factors when we're looking at children and child seats. But it's, it's actually recommended that a child be at least a booster until the age 12. And that's just due to the bone density of the developing child. Mm-hmm. And of course, some 12-year-olds are bigger than others, so it might be... Uh, kind of strange for them to be put in a uh, a booster seat, but uh, again, you know, if you got a, ch- a child that's twelve, that's you know, eighty pounds, you know, they're going to need some extra extra security in, in a vehicle. Yeah, and and even a booster seat. What the booster seat does, especially for the children that aren't you know five foot tall already, um, they they ensure that the lat belt goes across the strongest point of their body, which is their hips and that the shoulder belt goes right across their sternum, which is another strong point. And what that does is it helps distribute that weight across more surface area. So it's, it lessens the trauma inflicted should they be in that crash and not seat belt to this job. So front seat passengers, um, I, don't, I don't know of many, I guess, pickups. They still have bench seats, so you can get three people, I guess, in the front seat of a pickup. Uh, I, I believe so. Um, it's a. Uh, I can't recommend anyone driving in uh, in a seating position where they don't have a shoulder belt as well as a light belt. Uh, the the newer pickups, um, if they can get three in the front seat, I'm not sure if there's a shoulder belt for that position. So it, I I couldn't recommend that. But it, uh, you know, the car manufacturers take care of that and. The law doesn't say anything about it as long as they're wearing the seatbelt that is provided uh, according to the manufacturer's ratings or specifications, I should say. Thanks for being with us on our Cool Conversation program today. Lieutenant Chris Lyles with the Oklahoma Highway Patrol, our guest, a 15-year veteran with uh, OHP. So uh, I'm sure you've seen more than your fair share of, of, of serious accidents across the state. I've seen a few crashes in the 15 years, yes, sir, I have. So uh, we want to talk about uh, the child safety seats now, and uh, you know the little kids have to be in the back seat in a car seat. So talk about the positioning of the car seat. Should it face forward? Should it face backward? What's the recommendations there? Well, it depends on the age and weight of the child. So the, the law says that they're uh, under the age of two, they have to be rear-facing. And, and but however, we we recommend that you leave the child rear facing as long as the you're within the specific, specifications of the car seat that is rear facing. So, uh, 
uh, for smaller children, that they may be facing rear toe three, but that is the absolute safest position for the child in the car. And, that, and again, that's due to the distribution of the child's weight uh, against the surface of the car seat itself. Uh, and the car seats are designed primarily for a frontal crash, which is still the uh, highest percentage of crashes that we investigate. So that's uh, we, we want to lead in rear facing as as long as we can until they outgrow the rear facing seat, and then they have to turn around to face forward. What about uh, third passengers? Some of some of the big SUVs have uh, three three seats, and um, everybody it's. Recommended that they all be buckled up back there. Absolutely, if, uh, they have seat belts for those seating positions. So we, we recommend. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got to be buckled up if they're in a car. And that's uh, the the law has some exceptions, you know, for uh, uh, teenagers in the back seats. But that's, the legislature didn't pass that law this year. But we. We recommend everybody be secured by a safety or sink system if they're in the car, no matter where they're sitting in the car. Now, uh, there's going to be a number of extra uh, patrols out over the next couple of weeks, uh, even after the Memorial Day weekend, because this campaign, as we mentioned, runs through June the 6th. So are you going to have some some, uh, traffic points, uh, like stopping points, where you're going to pull traffic over, or is this just going to be kind of a a random thing if – if an officer sees somebody without a seatbelt on, they'll pull them over. Yeah, correct. Uh, I don't know of any checkpoints for uh, occupant protection that we're going to be run. Uh, if there's any checkpoints to be run, it'd be sobriety checkpoints. And those are, I don't know that I don't know of any plan. But if there are, it's going to be this Memorial Day weekend, Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday night, depending on where in the state we set them up. Um, and there are going to be more troopers and officers from many other agencies. I know of at least 57 that have signed up to participate in this campaign that said they're going to have extra officers out focused on occupant protection enforcement, with a, and that's looking for the seatbelts and a child restraint violation. What's the fine for somebody that doesn't have a seatbelt on? It is $20 in the state of Oklahoma. Wow. Okay. So yeah. it's just 20 bucks, but still... Um, you know, you're better off uh, buckling up instead of trying to save 20 bucks, it seems like. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's uh, so if you get injured in a crash, um, you, you, you're going to have some medical expenses, mm-hmm. which is going to raise insurance for everybody. If you get injured to the point where you're never able to work again, then you're going to have disability insurance. And, and it's, a, it's a drain on the system. You, you, you lose labor. Your company loses an employee. Uh, your family has the burden of caring for you anymore, and you're drawn on the Social Security system. So it's a, really the seatbelt is a, it's a, it's to save the finances of your government, and uh, so they can provide those services and keep your taxes low. Is uh, one of the points I like to make. I mean, it's a, it's a long road down to you, know, you pay lower taxes if you wear a seatbelt, but it but it's 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 really to reduce your chances of injury. If you are injured, it reduces injury and hopefully to save your life as well if you're involved in that crash. And better to put your seatbelt on every time, even if you're just going across town. Absolutely. If if, uh, if you get in your car without a seatbelt and you feel like you're uh, not missing something, uh, it's, you don't wear your seatbelt. Um, if, if you don't have your seatbelt on, you should you should 
feel like something is completely wrong. Uh, you should feel uncomfortable. The seatbelt is your security blanket in that car. You need to tug on it every now and then. Make sure it's still clicked. Uh, you know, get it be one with that seatbelt. Uh, never go without it. And uh, what about putting uh, something under it? You know, some people think say they're uncomfortable. It goes over their shoulder or across their chest. Uh, just uh, use it like it is, right? I, I, that's a recommendation. Use it like it is. If you are going to use a device that extends it or repositions it, uh, make sure it has a, a stamp of approval from the Department of Transportation or NHTSA because, or the manufacturer of the vehicle that you plan on putting that device in. So the, we, the, most of those devices aren't tested. And that's and that's the reason we can't recommend them is to just not test it in craft settings to see how they would survive and function uh, under that kind of force. And we might add, since we talked earlier about uh, the re- child restraint seats, uh, uh, there are lots of groups out there that uh, will provide uh, child restraint seats, many at, at no or low cost. So if you can find one of those organizations to get one of these seats, uh, I definitely do that. Absolutely. So if you type in Safe Kids Oklahoma into your search engine, they're going to take you to Safe Kids. And through Safe Kids, you're going to be able to find resources to get a car seat. You're going to be able to find out how to get in contact with that uh, child protective seat technician. And that's a that's an individual that's had uh, nearly a week worth of training just on how to install car seats in different cars, different car seats, uh, why uh, they're built the way they are. And, uh, I mean, I'll be participating in a car seat check tomorrow morning, matter of fact, uh, doing exactly that. So uh, I highly recommend the Safe Kids uh, organization uh, because they will point you to the resources. And if you can get in contact with one of those child protective seat technicians, they will install that seat for you to make sure it's installed correctly. We're going to teach you how to do it yourself uh, should that need arise as well. Sometimes if you're a grandparent, it's it's not too easy to, to install those things. So make sure, uh, moms and dads, make sure your parents know how to install those uh, child restraint seats so uh, so the kiddos stay safe. Uh, yes, 100%. I could not have said that better. And uh, if, if we're not familiar with them, uh, it's always good to have someone that is and that can help you out. Safekids.org? Uh, yeah, Safekids. If you just Google Safekids Oklahoma, it's going to take you to that uh, website, and I believe it is Safekids.org. Sounds great. Well, that's a couple of different options for folks to uh, to uh, get that very critical information. And uh, just a, a couple final words, Lieutenant, about uh, uh, drinking and driving. We mentioned that earlier, and, of course, uh, that's a huge, huge problem, and uh, I know you guys are working to try to keep our roadway safe, uh, trying to get the drunk drivers off the roads. Well, absolutely. I mean, when we're talking about, it, it's hard to talk about impaired driving uh, without mentioning seatbelts and vice versa. I mean, we lost 208 people in 2019. 208 persons were killed in Oklahoma in that year, and... Of those 208, over half of them uh, were involved in an impaired driving collision. Uh, so it's hard to talk about one without talking about the other. Uh, we, 
We know people are going to drink. This is a holiday weekend. The lakes are going to be busy. The roadways are going to be busy. Uh, we ask that if you know you're going to drink, have a plan to get home safely so that you're not the driver behind that wheel of that car. And because uh, we're, we're going to be out looking for those two. Uh, not only are we uh, focusing on the occupant protections, but we, we're always focusing on impaired driving. And with the Memorial Day weekend, we're going to be intensely focused on both. And can't imagine with all the road construction that's going on uh, across the state, too. So very dangerous. So uh, please, please, please uh, use a designated driver and uh, give your keys to somebody that had been drinking. Very well said, sir. Very well said. All right, Lieutenant Chris Lyles, thanks for joining us uh, on our Cool Conversation program today. And uh, safe travels to you and yours. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and I hope everyone has a safe weekend and summer. All right, Lieutenant Chris Lyles with the Oklahoma Highway Patrol, our guest on our Cool Conversation program today. And a big thanks to our sponsors, Stanley Systems and Community Bank of Oklahoma, for being with us on our program each and every week.